another episode of RTL Reasons to Live podcast with Laguitos, or you can call me Lakes. Either way, they're both great. I have something super exciting and rather educational for us today. But before we get started, I have to say, I missed y'all. Though it was just one week, it felt like forever. Like I've mentioned, there is a section at the bottom of my page on rtlreasonstolive.com where you may leave any comments, feedback. There is a different form you can fill out if you want to participate and be on the show as well. Creating podcasts for y'all and myself has definitely become an outlet, and I do have some exciting news. I was able to focus on my side business as an entrepreneur. I will be getting my financial state license. I'm also working on my resume along with my music album cover. It's been a crazy week, but filled with a lot of productivity that I will share not on this podcast, but on the next. I swear on that Monday, I didn't do a podcast. There was a time where my brain was just like, da-da-dee-doo, dee-dee-doo-da. You could be doing a podcast right now, but I'm not because I said I wasn't. I mean, it's all about conceptualizing time. Don't get me wrong. This did help me a lot to focus on my manifestation and visualization. And by the way, if y'all haven't heard the energy to keep going with Natalie, y'all have to because it's all about manifestation and it's powerful. I'm at the point where I have manifested my wealth and visualized it and now it has come onto my dreams. I legit dreamt 20K in my bank account, not in my other bank accounts, in my direct checking savings account man do y'all know how powerful the mind is here's a fun fact regarding manifestation if you see it in your dreams it means it has made its way into your subconscious mind and from then on it's only a waiting game you should be relaxed and content that you know for sure your manifestation is coming true baby what's up i'm excited 20k coming my way but anyways I want to get started with today's podcast. It's going to be a great one. Remember, you can find me on Instagram at ms.laguitos. That's spelled M-S dot L-A-G-U-T-I-O-S. And you can also find me on my website at rtlreasonstolive.com. And here we go. Let's go. Let's do this, baby. I'm ecstatic to introduce today's amazing guest with me. The energy and resilience she brings to this world and to the San Francisco community are out of this world. I've been firm on who I surround myself with. And when I had a clear vision of the beautiful vibration she generates to this world, I knew I had to become part of her world. She is full of energy, a gifted artist that has actually helped me open up my world and my art that is part of a marvelous group called Intibate, a vigorous community organizer in San Francisco. Francisco, forceful, influential commissioner for the Immigrant Rights Commission of San Francisco, Lucia Obregón, also known as Lucha. <laughs> hey, Laguitos. Thank you so much for having me. That is such a warm welcome. I'm very excited to talk about something that I'm very passionate about. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for being on this podcast and putting me on your schedule. I feel honored to be in the presence of such a powerful, outspoken woman. Now, I don't know how much I have told you, but I was not always educated on my own kind. Even though I am a brown Latina with immigrant parents, it doesn't mean I know it all. So I've always had questions about immigration, immigrants, my family being part of the society that suffered from the consequences of being brainwashed. I know there is a lot of controversy on what is right and wrong. I really want to use this time to understand your role, understand immigration in its entirety in hopes that we can educate those that have been misguided. I talk a lot about energy in my podcast and what we surround ourselves with, including what we educate ourselves with. What we choose to hear and listen to will counter with what we believe in and how we go about our morals and values leading to how we treat those around us. I've been to one caravan with you in San Diego and it was eye-opening and I fell in love with you as 
an individual and just wanted to get to know more of you as a person. And to be honest, this platform is an opportunity for you to say your side, to allow others feel what you see, to share your knowledge because you are an influential person. And why not on Reasons to Live? So let's dive in. What is immigration policy? Can you explain it for our folks out there? Yeah, so first I want to start by saying that immigration can cover so much history. There's so much to cover. There's so much I can say. Basically, immigration policy includes all of those policies that a country controls the influx of people who want to establish residence within their borders. It's rules regarding rights of access to territory like entry and residency, permission to participate in the labor market like work permits, the rights of asylum seekers and refugees, the right of immigrants to bring family members here, and rules for the acquisition of citizenship by immigrants and their family members. What is asylum? So asylum seekers are people who are seeking refuge, per se. They're running away from very violent and unsafe circumstances, like a war zone, victims of a hate crime because of their gender, a way that people can apply for a refuge and stay in this country because they're not welcomed in their country. Is it like the government helping you seek refuge or is it you running away from the government or is it you running away from a country and you going to the government? It's all of those. Refugees are running away from a dangerous circumstance or a dangerous situation. If it's a war-torn country, people leave and seek asylum somewhere else. So them getting asylum is from the government? Yes. What makes you so passionate about immigration? Well, (laughs) I am an immigrant myself. I migrated to the United States at the age of 11. So I know from my own story that nobody leaves their homeland and family unless they have to. And my activism and my art revolves around my experience as an immigrant. Why I became a commissioner is because I really wanted to look at the local policies and how locally we can continue to integrate our immigration and how we can continue to integrate our community. I believe that immigration is a human right. Just like animals, like butterflies, birds, it is a natural and normal for humans to migrate for opportunities, resources, and even for better climate. We've always historically been able to move around to seek better chances. And I feel like we have made it seem like it's unnatural to migrate. And we have stripped away the humanity of what it means to be an immigrant. And that's why I'm so passionate about that. And not trying to get into your life, into your business, but kind of also trying to get into your life. Into your business. <laughs> but what do you do as a commissioner? Like, what's, what, what do you do? Like, what's your role? Like, you know, what's a, what's a commissioner? What is that? Like, it sounds so, like, it sounds very important. It sounds, <laughs> sounds very, like, prestige, you know? But, like, I don't even know if I said that right. But, like, you know. Yeah, well, think about a commissioner like an advisory board, right? The, com- the city has many commissions. It could be the Commission of Immigrant Rights, but it could be the Commission of Human Rights, the Commission on the Status of Women, the Commissioner of Small Business. And so all of these commissions really take a look at what are the legislation ordinances that exist within that city around that issue. So what we do is we look at any legislation or ordinance that has to do with the immigrant population. How do we integrate them in our democracy, in our civil society, and how we can, as a sanctuary city, strengthen those policies so that we can say we are really welcoming to immigrants, which is what San Francisco really prides itself on. So you're kind of like a mediator. 
we're kind of like we recommend right so if there's something that we the city we think that the city should look at then we can recommend the city to look at that if there's something that we think that we can influence that has to do with anything around immigrants then we can recommend that policy within that city so you're really involved with the city yeah i mean it's a small piece within a large government you have to think about all of the functions that the city has right, right. but ultimately it's a piece on how locally we can influence immigration policy because immigration policy is not just federally right how do people come in within our borders and then how they stay but really is it comes down to locally how they are they are integrated in our communities well that's crazy so what's going on with immigration policies right now well that's you know i can say a lot right but ultimately i think that there really is no real policy or legislation that has been created that accounts for the massive influx of people that have been coming in the last 40 years. I feel like it's a very archaic system. It focuses on blaming the people that come here to seek better opportunities, but we ignore why people come here in the first place, which in most cases, people are leaving their countries because of poverty, war, and very dangerous situations. And there's no real way that people can get permits and there are very few way pathways to citizenship. So politicians have been unable to formulate a broad new policy. They have been they have permitted the existing uh, ways to stay on the books while responding to the crisis with increasing deportations. Since the failure of President George W. Bush, immigration reform proposals of 2004 and 2007, immigration reform has basically been stalled. In other words, there has been no movement since 2004. The uh, Bush, President uh, Barack Obama, and now um, the Biden, you know, after Donald Trump, that really uh, kind of exacerbated this anti-immigration rhetoric. Um, and now we see Biden, who, in my opinion, has further stalled the progress within immigration reform. He really has, because, I mean, like, my mom talks a lot of shit on him. It just kind of sucks that, like, even though now that Biden is in, in, the, in the run, that it's just, like, all the shit that he's doing is not necessarily helping us. The immigrant population are seen as a burden that to the country when really immigrants come to contribute and really make this country flourish. So I feel like, first and foremost, we need to change the perspective and the narrative around immigration and i think that politicians and like within the democratic party you sell you a story around immigration reform but really it also includes like increased border security and all of these kind of almost like caste systems of how you can really like make it through and there's no really a real pathway to citizenship because ultimately immigrants come here to work right what is your point of view i feel like all of that fear that comes from the immigrant rhetoric is all coming from a scarcity mentality right like saying there's limited resources there's limited jobs that we couldn't possibly take 
all of these people, right? But I feel like that's a very false narrative. Habitual fear. Right. Yeah, it's a very false narrative, and it really comes from, like, scarce mentality. Like, I agree. believing that there's just limited and finite resources, and that's something that, like, our government wants us to believe, right? Like, they really are invested in us believing that resources are scarce. They, yeah. they really thrive off of our own fear and i feel like one of the biggest mis- misconceptions is that people can just do the legal way like they can come here legally but there actually there's really very little ways that you can come here legally well, yeah. and it requires money it requires social capital well, yeah i feel like there's a misinterpretation that people can come here legally which is not true why can't people come here legally well, first, I think it requires a lot of money, right? Let's, under present international agreements and domestic laws, people don't enjoy the same freedom of movement that capital does, right? For example, multinational corporations move their money, factories, and products around the world, while corporate executives, professionals, and what's considered high-skilled workers migrate around the world to carry out all of those corporation wishes, and they are not seen as a burden, right? But really, the wealthy can travel virtually anywhere they want and even um, just enjoy the luxuries of just migrating and having so much mobility, yet working-class people cannot freely move in search of jobs, higher wages, or a better life. And I feel like that's the perspective that we're missing. Yeah, no, for sure. I feel like people should have the freedom to migrate. You know, they have to seek the better opportunities and change their circumstances. I really feel like we see people who migrate as not our responsibility, like we shouldn't take care of each other. But I do believe that we are one, the human race, and that we do share a common home, which is the earth. And we human beings are fundamentally alike everywhere, and we all have the same basic needs, right? We all need shelter, heat, clothing, food, love, education, right? And we should enjoy the right to travel to seek all of those things. I believe that is our God-given right in that as our common home, which is the planet. Speak it, girl. Stop you know? <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I mean, I totally believe that. I think that you're totally right. And it is our it is our God given right. You know, but I do at the end of the day think that is again that it's all about like education and a form of like, you know, like the people who don't understand it's ignorance. You know, like ignorance is bliss. You know, like people just, the people who choose to not understand or try to understand, because at the end of the day, the world is a perspective. Yeah. You know, so when I met you and we went to the caravan, like it was just, it was another, it's a perspective. Yeah. Going to the, like when you say like about people being brainwashed or just like being stuck in one perspective and that perspective has been taught to us, right? Like my mom would tell me like, this is not our country, right? And she really believed that this wasn't. Like, this is, we cannot possibly expect anything because this is not our country, that we are just, like, guests here. And that really is, like, the she is really abiding by the perspective that we don't belong, right? We don't belong and that, therefore, we should just submit. But I feel like 
That is fundamentally wrong. A lot of the reasons why people are coming in masses because it's because the U.S. has single-handedly helped to destabilize regions all over the world. So when we're talking about immigration reform, it's not about also it's not just about what's happening internally here and what happens when people come here. It's also about our foreign policies. It's also about how we deal with other countries, how we're a good neighbor and a good yeah, partner no, of the sure. world. The fact that Latin American countries in our culture come from a history of colonization, right? And really what we have been taught, right, by the white dominant culture is that you have to have social mobility, right? And who has the most social mobility? In, in this world. White people. Exactly. White people. Right? So then we really feel like we're guests in our own home. Right? Because we have, for so many centuries, been conditioned to believe that the only way that we can move or the only way that we can be successful is if we're successful how white people are successful. Right. And therefore, we're going to adopt the same mentality because that's the only way that we are. We see success. Right. You can only like success can only look like white people's success, if that makes sense. Right. So therefore, you're just going to try to as much as you can strip away from what makes you not successful and abide by the things that make you successful. And I feel like that's the call colonized mentality right that we always have to abide by these rules these territory lines that you know they've decided when they colonize these things and these territory rules that come from war treaties and all these things but did i already ask you what your solution is to this no um i think you know most immediately for me what's most important around this issue is that we need to, one, respond to the border crisis. We really need to transition people out of camps at the border and into transitional housing and really try to find policies that incorporate these people into our population. They cannot go back to their countries and they cannot be deported. You are literally sending people back to death. You know, and so when you have thousands of people fleeing their country, it should tell you about the dire conditions that they're fleeing. And I think that additionally to that, the next step is to provide real immigration reform that provides pathways to citizenship and pathways to work that permits asylum and refugee seekers to be able to work. I think ultimately, and most importantly, and I feel like this is what I'm, I'm about, right, is that we do need to abolish all borders. And people think that, people say all the time that I am like a very unrealistic person for even mentioning that, that we could never go back to that, right? But I do think that that is a solution. And I do think that it shouldn't, it shouldn't be that you're wealthy, or that you're a corporation to have freedom to move around the world. We should all be free to seek better opportunities. And we should ultimately, we should all buy and to take care of this world 
these national borders only silo us when we have a common home to take care of. And that's really my main message when I speak about that is like the abolishment of ICE, the abolishment of all of these institutions that separate us and segregate us. Yes, girl. I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, the last thing that Natalie said in our last podcast of energy to keep going was that love is the, the power and to keep going. Like, love's gonna, like, literally get you through anything. Yeah. And people would want to, like, go against them, like, nah, like, fuck this, like, anger and, like, all, like, negativity. But it's like, no, you're right. Like, no, it's about togetherness and, like, love yeah. and, like... As cheesy as it sounds, love really is the antidote of hate. Yes. You know what? You know what I just found out? That hope is the antidote to depression. And if there's yes. hope, if there is hope, there will not be depression. Therefore, you will always be okay. If there is hope, there will not be depression. So like that's why like if you're depressed, that's because you have no hope. So when there's therapists just like, you know, like how do you feel and blah 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 blah, they're doing the wrong thing. They got to ask you like, you know, like what hope like they got to give you hope. They got to yeah. have hope. Have faith. Believe. believe you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah like it's literally what it is so yeah honestly Lucia thank you so much this was amazing honestly your brain your mind is your soul it's beautiful yeah. I would keep you here forever for hours because yeah. I, have, I still have a I lot could of questions talk about this forever I know <laughs> I don't even know how long this is going for thank you so much for having me I think that we just need to continue to talk about these things I really hope that one day we can really get past all of these things that separate us and come together and one of the things that I always conclude any message is like the immigrant staple of like si se puede you know like si, si se, se puede. puede si se puede si se puede <laughs> yeah I remember marching on like downtown with my white shirt si yeah se si puede. se puede you know immigrants are resilient we belong here. Yeah. We belong anywhere in the world. And we are such contributors to our economy, to the world. And we are a force to be reckoned with. And I one quick note I do want to make is that when we talk about immigrants, we're not just talking about Latinx yeah, immigrants. We're talking sure. about black immigrants, mm-hmm. Arab immigrants, yes. any immigrant all over the yes. world. They all We yes. all have the right to move. And we should all have the right to seek better opportunities and to feel safe in our home. And that's what it's about. Yes. Ah! Amen, sister. Let's go. And there you have it, folks. Episode 7 of Reasons to Live Podcast, RTL, brought to you by yours truly, Laguitos. Remember, you are who you surround yourself with. We breathe in people's energy, every particle, including people's views. So educate yourself and educate others. Catch me on my Instagram at miss.laguitos or on my website at rtlreasonstolive.com. I hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, thank you very much for listening.